Hi, I'm Zohara with The Soloist. Conversations on soul, music, education, life, and many things in between. The places we meet in soul. friends and welcome back. Let me start with a quote by Pablo Casals, the cellist, the great maestro cellist. Pablo Casals said, we should say to children, you are a marvel, you are unique. In all the world there is no other child exactly like you. You have the capacity for anything. You must cherish one another. We must all work to make this world worthy of its children. End quote. And this brings me to think about the idea of praise. And this is what I would like to share with you today. Let's talk about praise. We all need to be seen. We cannot live in a vacuum. We need to feel that we are on the right track, especially when we step into unfamiliar territory. At any age, we need to know that we are witnessed and noticed. So let's look at the definition and semantics of praise. I invite you to use the word praise as an expression of appreciation, not admiration as a way to commend, to congratulate, and to honor, not to criticize. Let us use praise as a way of acknowledgement, a sign of recognition. Let us praise in a way that praise is a tool of encouragement, support that inspires confidence, and fosters and nurtures growth. So why we praise? We want to support and motivate children, and not just children, to become confident and willing to develop abilities. Shinichi Suzuki said, all children have the potential at birth to become persons of high ability. So we want them to be equipped with tools to use when they face challenges and hardships. Another quote by Shinichi Suzuki is, everyone is able to do it. It depends only on one's will. So praise and encouragement are the pebbles in the stream of life. They act like signposts. To praise and encourage is to note and mark positively in a way that invites repetition. We all know the feeling of putting an effort and wanting to be seen for the effort. Not for the result, but for the effort. If somebody sees and says a warm words about the effort, then we are very willing to repeat it. If not, then the opposite happens. 
So, how can we make praise effective? In her article, which I read a few years ago, The Effect of Praise, What Scientific Studies Reveal About the Right Way to Praise Kids, Gwen Diwa, PhD, is referring to the research of Jennifer Hendelong Corpus and Mark Lepper, who analyzed the effect of praise over 30 years of studies. She shows that praise can be a powerful form of encouragement, but in some cases it can undermine child's motivation. So, Diwar lists the guidelines for praise, and I would like to share them with you. Number one, be sincere and specific with your praise. Let me say it again. Be sincere and specific with your praise. Number two, praise kids only for traits they have the power to change. Number three, use descriptive praise that conveys realistic, attainable standards. Number four, be careful about praising kids for achievements that come easily. Number five, be careful about praising kids for doing what they already love to do. And number six, encourage kids to focus on mastering skills, not on comparing themselves to others. So let us explore these guidelines. Number one, be sincere and specific with your praise. So don't just praise in general, but make sure that the child knows why she or he are being praised. Specific praise is really important. General vague praise is very good recipe to, to get lost. And we'll explore more as we go. Number two, praise kids only for traits they have the power to change. So if you know that the child has got a trait that they cannot change, it's really important that you let it go and you praise the ones that you can, you would like the child to work on. Like if you tell a child uh, you are lazy, most likely your child will not want to work hard. But if you know that this, what you call laziness, and there's, there are many, um, r- many reasons or many sources uh, and causes for laziness, I just put inverted commas on, on them. But if you want a child to change it, you are going to appraise the effort, the little effort, even the minute effort when your child is trying to do something which is going out of the laziness, what you call laziness. So when you know that the child has got a power to change something, make sure that you embed it with little praises along the way. Number three, use descriptive praise that conveys realistic attainable standards. So when you describe the exact amount of what you are referring to, the child knows what you're talking about. 
Number four, be careful about praising kids for achievements that come easily. And you might disagree with this, but I think it's not that you shouldn't acknowledge things that comes easily, but you really want to keep the praise for things which are not coming easily. So the child doesn't actually get used to too much praise because there is too much praise that we'll explore in a minute. Number, what is it? Number five, be careful about praising kids for doing what they already love to do. So if your child loves football, you don't have to praise him for being a good footballer. You don't have to praise him for actually doing, taking the effort because the child already loves doing it. You can acknowledge, you can say, I enjoy listening, uh, watching you playing football. It seems that you really love it. But it's not really, really a praise, that's just acknowledgement. This is just a feedback. And the last one, encourage kids to focus on mastering skills, not on comparing themselves to others. So you don't want to tell your child, why couldn't you be like Robin? You see how Robin plays beautifully? Why couldn't you play like Robin? Or why couldn't you be good at sport like James? That's really not helpful. On the contrary. So encourage the child to do today something that they could not do last week or that they could not do well last month. Praise is a product of culture and times. Some societies encourage the usage of praise more than others. And you can see it in different uh, style of parenting quite clear. It, it is also a matter of generations. When I was a child, there were the parents who would give lots of praise to their kids. And there were, there were also the parents who would be very careful of not giving any. Because they believed that it would make their children feel too good about themselves. Did you hear me? Too good about themselves. And the differences derived from the different cultures and countries that the parents themselves of my generation had come from. So some parents were raised by parents who never gave a praise, never gave a praise, never gave a good feedback. There was always, um, what they were always told is what they need to improve. Never acknowledgement for the good things that they already have achieved. And others were coming from families who actually could really see what they did. But I have to say that when I look back to my childhood, I don't see many parents like this. Most of the parents were the ones that thought that good parenting is when they actually tell the children what needs to be improved. And unfortunately, very unfortunately, many teaching methods have been actually based on this. To tell the child what they cannot do, to always find out the faults in any performance, in any area, musical instrument, sports, whatever. They believe that a teacher job is to find what's wrong and tell the child, I don't even want to say help, tell the child what needs to be fixed. 
Today, Western society has realized the importance of praise and encouragement and usually promotes its usage. But let's have a good look at this one. Is praise always effective? Or can praise also be harmful? Praise that refers to personality traits can have damaging effect in the long run. When a child hears, you are wonderful, or you are an amazing child, they feel good at the first instance. It's a temporary sensation, almost like an addiction, like a kick, that soon turns into anxiety. The child doesn't have a clue as to how to reproduce this wonderfulness in order to get the next approval, in order to get the next praise. So if we say to a child, this was an amazing performance, his or her pleasant feeling won't last long. The child wouldn't know how to reproduce this amazing performance. Moreover, in many instances, it could lead to a decrease in willingness to perform. What is going on in the child's mind is something like, mm, I don't know what made this performance amazing, and what if I can't do it again? So maybe I'd better not do it another time. Here's another one. A different reaction would happen in the child's mind if we say, I noticed you were taking the time to get ready before you started. Or, I had a feeling you were trying to bring out the different dynamics. Or, I think you played in the slow tempo that your teacher recommended for the piece, didn't you? Etc. So the child can reproduce these acts which makes him or her feel safe. And this is because you were very specific. If you are specific, if we are specific, then the person can know what needs to be repeated in order to continue this good effort. Praise the effort instead of the result. That's another one. The effort can be replicated day in and day out. All professional musicians and artists will tell you that results would vary. We all have our good days and not so good days, and sometimes even bad days. Knowing that my efforts are noticed will make me want to repeat them, and not just repeating them when, I, when my success is guaranteed. So again, praise the effort instead of the result. I love, here's an example, I really love the fact that you come to the piano and do your practice even when you're grumpy, even when you're tired. I could see that you're not really up to practice, but you promised yourself you're going to practice daily and you did it. I really appreciate it. Here's another one. 
evaluate the piece, the musical piece, I mean, instead of the person. Like, if you say something like, the piece had some nice articulation, instead of saying, you are articulating nicely. Because you take away the personal, um, personal focus. And the child knows that actually he or she were the one to practice the dynamics, to play the dynamics. Another one is to acknowledge the body part doing the job instead of the player. Like I would quite often say, your thumb were performing or your thumb was making a very good tone instead of saying you were making a good tone. Another one is use child's self-evaluation. Ask the child, what do you think of such and such? Instead of evaluating the things for him, so, I love questions. I love to ask questions. And I love to ask people questions. And I, I think question is more important than answer. So many, many times, or maybe I should say most of the time, I will ask a child, what do you think of the sound? Maybe we play it again, and I'd like you actually to listen to the balance between the left hand and the right hand, being a pianist. Or I'd like you to, how about you play it again, and um, try to listen to the beat of the piece. And tell me when you finish if you noticed a steady beat, or maybe the beat was fluctuating. Now, when you ask the child to self-evaluate, it doesn't mean that if you, this child's evaluation is wrong by your opinion, you're going to jump. But you might always ask, do you want to hear what I actually felt or what, what I heard? And always when you ask a question like this, you are open to get also a no. Completely okay. Another one is use respectful praise. Good job of doing such and such is much more respectful than saying to a child a patronizing thing like good boy or good girl. Because being able to play something well or to do something well has nothing to do with being good or bad. What is the real challenge in giving an effective praise? In our day and age, we are bombarded with information of how to and how not to do things. We are doing our best to adopt the right wording to use with children and avoid ones which are less conducive, only to find out that we still struggle with establishing productive relationships around practice and working with our children. So why is it? Why is, why is it happening? We have to constantly check ourselves from within. When we are fully present and really listen 
to our children, the praise and encouragement we are able to provide come from a sincere and authentic place. And therefore, it is being received by the children in the same manner. Because the truth is that children can feel our authenticity. If we say things that we don't really mean, they know it. If we just go through the minutes and say the right words to them, they know it. If we are not talking from our heart, if we are not talking from our depth, it is not reaching their depth. And I feel that this topic of praise, uh, witnessing your child, listening to your child, is more important even now when school holiday is starting, when we are just about to start a Christmas holiday. And you can practice this skill of listening to your child, not just in the practice. And we might talk more about uh, practice tips for long holiday. But right now I want to concentrate and focus on this topic of the praise. I want to praise praise. It's more important because you can also use it for other areas. And this is such a good practice for you and for your child. Seeing your child, acknowledging your child, making comments which contribute to more respect, create more love in your own heart and in the heart of your child. So two episodes ago, we talked about that when we listen, the listening is not just helping the person who we listen to, but it also heals the person who listens. It's the same here. When we praise in an effective way, when we give a conducive praise, when we acknowledge the people who we love, it affects them, but it affects also us. Because touching the goodness in other people is also touching the goodness in ourselves. And I'd like to um, end with uh, a poem by Stephen Zondheim. Careful the things you say, children will listen. Careful the things you do, children will learn. Children may not obey, but children will listen. Children will look to you for which way to turn and which way to be. Careful before you say, listen to me. And one more thing, if you like this podcast and would like to help, please share it with your friends, colleagues, family members, with people who you think might be interested. And also, if you could leave, please, rating in Apple Podcasts or Spotify. 
and um, stars, a few good words if you want to put them. All these things really, really help to keep the podcast in a good place. Because as you know, I'm not monetizing it and I will do whatever I can in order not to add advertisement. Because I don't like listening to podcasts which have them, therefore I choose not to do them. So your help will be very appreciated. And please don't forget to press um, subscribe or maybe it's called follow in Spotify, I think. So you'll be notified and all of every time when a new episode is coming. And thank you very much in advance.